Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Our theme for today is karma, karma part one. And so many of us, even in this modern age of technology and breakthroughs and of understanding and science, we 
so often all that we seem to really believe in is that which we can feel, touch, and see, and we fail to realize that there are invisible laws that are very profound. I mean, God forbid that we decide that we don't believe in the law of gravity and we try to go against it, we're going to be in a lot of pain. But karma is another invisible law, something a law that does exist. It's very profound, and it affects all of humanity. I like um, this thought from a, an individual by the name of Christmas Humphreys, and it's about karma. Karma is the expression of the law of equilibrium, and nature is always working to restore that equilibrium whenever, through man's acts, it is disturbed. Karma creates nothing, nor does it design. It is man who plans and creates causes, and karmic law adjusts the effects. Karma neither rewards nor punishes. It only restores lost harmony. And that's something that's intriguing because it makes me feel as though whenever we do something that's outrageously wrong or dramatically incorrect, that even though people aren't watching, that somehow there is a law of karma and somehow whatever we've done that's wrong will come back in such a way to bring it into balance. What does karma really mean? I think it's a, a term that is um, used and probably misused a great deal today. The word is, um, I think, a Sanskrit word. Uh, it's becoming um, more and more often heard in uh, the Western world, but I'm not sure we really understand what we mean by it. Perhaps the best um, um, synonym would be uh, the law of cause and effect. Uh, another way of defining it might be the um, the effects of uh, consequences, uh, the enacting of consequences, results. Um, karma is said to be the law of retribution. And what's interesting to me when you think about that is the sense of punishment and of getting back uh, that is implied in the word retribution, and yet Literally, retribution means to recompense or to return. It isn't necessarily bad. It's simply the return of something. Um, you you give out and you get back uh, a like quality. But now more and more we think of retribution as punishment, maybe because our consciences are uh, telling us something. But it simply means literally to pay back or bestow in return. Yes, it isn't really punishment in in in, in the sense that uh, it's trying to achieve a balance. It's uh, what we have at work here are natural forces of energies and forces, and uh, nature is always trying to achieve a certain balance, and um, that is true with the forces that we employ, our own forces, our own energies, and if we get a little overly emotional and uh, go off the track, then that has karmic effects. And there, there, there is a natural balance that is uh, attempted to bring back into uh, existence. Uh, Sanskrit, one of the, the, uh, you mentioned the term karma as a Sanskrit word, and it means to do or to make. And um, <clears throat> so you can see from that it means to do or to make 
make right or make it back into balance, you might say. Would would another way of looking at that definition be that it's the effect uh, of action? Anytime mm-hmm. we act or do or create or move, there are effects set in motion, right? Right, yes. Uh, uh, every Even not only physical actions, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, more and more, uh, particularly in the West and here, it's it's thoughts that uh, also become the cause for actions. Mm-hmm. So our thoughts are also uh, uh, engaged in karma, and there is a karma, karmic effect uh, implied in a lot of the thoughts. And uh, yeah. I think the Alice Bailey teachings say that um, energy follows thought. That's all karma is. Energy follows thought. Right, and. Uh, Let's say an example um, that uh, we're beginning to think negative thoughts. Uh, These are thoughts that (coughs) have a a particular outcome if we allow these thoughts to uh, uh, exist and we keep feeding this anger or negativity, then it may lead to some physical action that we'll regret. And uh, it... uh, also, it says in the Bailey books about uh, thoughts like this, thoughts of hatred, thoughts of anger, they will come back upon the person so that there is a boomerang effect. And that is a very uh, strong karmic indication because, uh, yeah, you know, the energy you put out can bounce right back to you. And so you're, you're saying, Dale, that even our thoughts come into the law of karma? I would say so, yes. Yeah. Okay. You were going to say that? Well, uh, your, your mention of anger made me think of something I mm-hmm. read in the um, uh, New York Times recently about uh, people who have um, problems with anger management. I think it's called euphemistically these days. People mm-hmm. who get in trouble for road rage and uh, beating up the bus driver and that kind of thing um, are, uh, instead of being in prison, they're sent to anger management uh, sessions as part of their punishment uh, by the courts. And the people who give this um, anger therapy were commenting in this article about how little these people seem to understand of personal responsibility. And that told me something about karma. One person, a therapist, was quoted as saying, basically these people think of their situation as they were going along, minding their own business, and something happened to them. And they don't understand why it was done to them, all they know is now they're in trouble with the law. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's so human and so um, kind of pathetic, really, that people aren't able to see the personal responsibility they had in the the, um, to-do that was created by their inability to control their temper and that they might have had a hand in the... Uh, situation themselves, even if the other person seemed to be the aggressor. Yes, it it, it means being very honest with yourself mm-hmm. and tracing back your your uh, uh, to the cause to the original cause, and that means sometimes looking at yourself very very hardly, very very definitely, and uh, being very honest and truthful with. Uh, you know, your part in that little episode or incident, whatever it might have been. And uh, because you may not be so innocent as you <laughs> seem to think. That, that requires a kind of ruthless self-honesty. And uh, karma is um, 
the results and consequences of our actions, but we don't necessarily recognize them as such. Most people probably think life is just something that happens to you. Yeah, there is the, um, in the um, Bailey teachings, there is this thing called the evening review, and uh, that also is a good exercise perhaps in looking at one's Mm. karma or the day's events. You trace back the day's events to to the cause of uh, incidents that may have happened, and you you try to see the truth in where it all began. And if you're uh, implicated in this, then you, you try to change from that point of view. One thing I wonder about today is the the tendency of people to see themselves as victims, not only individuals but groups, uh, uh, tend to regard themselves as poorly done by, by life, um, uh, oppressed, put upon, and it may very well be true in some cases. But putting oneself in that position of victim is a kind of a passive, um, and it could be slightly immature, I think, because it's, uh, again, not taking responsibility or not seeing one's own responsibility for the direction of one's life. Regardless of what one's circumstances are, we do have free will, and we do have responsibility for living the best, most upright life we can. And if we're seeing ourselves as victims, then we're saying there's nothing I can do. Uh, the lot I was dealt is a bad one, and life is unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of the um, an ancient uh, Buddhist text uh, from the Dhammapada that says, um, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. And uh, I I think that's very true. We we create our own um, we create our own reality, as they want to say today. But is there a difference between karma and fate? I very often hear the two um, more or less uh, intertwined, as as though they were synonymous. Uh, so is there a difference between karma and fate? And where does where does free will come into all that? Also, well, I think there is a difference. Um, karma does not imply that. Uh, uh, there is nothing you can do about what happens to you in life that it's just going to happen to you regardless of uh, what you would like. That's a kind of a fatalistic view of life that I don't think is very creative or very constructive in the positive sense. Karma is um, a process set in motion in the past which brings results and consequences in the future or perhaps in the present if you can recognize it now. But it doesn't mean that you have no control over your response to what happens. And maybe that's where all the difference lies. Life sometimes deals us difficulty, sometimes brings great blessings, but always we have the choice of how we respond, how we react, and what use we make of it. Um, Somebody said that Human life is the interaction of fate and the freedom of choice. And that's interesting. Fate, there's a certain destiny to our lives, but there's also free will, the freedom of how we choose to respond to what happens to us. I think in some cases uh, that this idea of karma or the whole theme of karma can become very, um, well, it, can lead to kind of a fatalism, isn't mm-hmm. that true? Yes. 
like and I, I believe this is the case in India today they there is this sense of such a sense of karma that well I am what I am but I'll leave it up to my next life to uh, take care of it kind of thing and so it what develops is a a fatalism that um doesn't create any kind of movement and free will doesn't really isn't really exercised in that case and so I I I think that um there is a slight difference between karma and fate but they are related there's um, another aspect to this. Uh, it was brought out by the religious um, writer and teacher, Houston Smith. He made the comment once that people count a great deal on luck in the way that they live their lives. And when you think about it, it it's probably true. We go through life hoping for the best, uh, probably assuming that a great deal of what is going to happen to us is not really under our control, but God willing and uh, all things being equal, we'll get a good break. And that's a kind of a misunderstanding of karma, too, that's kind of fatalistic, because with that view, you're not seeing the future and your destiny as something that you can control. And, of course, this whole subject of karma, in my opinion, is very full of paradoxes, and what Dale and I can do today is simply offer some points of view, and probably we'll be contradicting ourselves at various stages along the way, because it's a very profound spiritual concept, and I certainly don't have the answers, and I have found in um, my study of spiritual writings on the subject that there are contradictions among different um, religions uh, regarding karma, but I think everyone would agree that where we do have control is in how we choose to respond to our circumstances, Um, and in effect that is where all the difference comes, because that's where we can create change and where we can set in motion new patterns and new cycles and new energies by the way we handle what we are uh, given in this present moment. Yes, and I, I keep going back to the opening thought in the uh, where it says that uh, uh, karma neither rewards nor punishes; it only restores lost harmony. Mm-hmm. And if you keep that in mind, then you look at your life in terms of of balance and harmony. And when you get out of balance, then there are natural forces that try to bring that uh, imbalance to correct that imbalance and that's essentially all that's really happening so uh, we have to keep that in mind well it's an interesting uh, topic karma I'm fascinated as we learn more about karma and uh, I suppose there may be even a karma to the environment one hopes that uh, all the pollution and all the poisons and toxins that mankind is permeating throughout the world uh, that perhaps uh, there will be a a homeostasis uh, or balance brought into effect as a result of karma in regard to that uh, uh, sin that mankind is committing, if sin is the right word. But for those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for the, for today, if you haven't guessed already, is karma. And we have um, we have two books that that, uh, uh, that you can order if you're interested in karma. Actually, uh, karma is a theme 
that Alice Bailey uh, writes about in just about every one of the 24 volumes of books. But if you want a uh, quick study of karma that's also meaningful, uh, one book, one of the Alice Bailey books uh, that's quite profound in its discussion of uh, karma, where you can really pick up the idea of karma and what it's about, ponder on this. It's a compilation of many of the thoughts of Alice Bailey. And another one is Serving Humanity. Each of them has about three pages on karma that if you want to get further insights into the topic of karma, you certainly may. And we, Dal has mentioned Alice Bailey a few times in the show. And Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust Organization. Intersight, uh, the program that you're listening to right now, is sponsored by Lucis Trust. Uh, Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of books that are extremely interesting. Uh, they're more or less along the order of uh, philosophy books, if we were going to uh, label it uh, some type of literary genre, it would be philosophy books. And uh, if you'd like to order our books, you can order them directly from us, or uh, or you can order them from Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Borders. Uh, uh, to order the books directly from us, uh, call us at 1-866-695-8247. Once again, it's one 866 Six nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember the number is one eight six six. Think of New York Lucis one eight six six N Y Lucis L U C I S. Our website is www.lucistrust.org. Our email is New York at lucistrust.org. And remember that the work of Lucis Trust, including this program, is funded entirely by voluntary donations. So we welcome your donations as a means of keeping us on the air. And uh, what we what we want to do, too, is uh, talk about a little bit about us. And, and if you'd like to know more about who we are, we have a general package of information. There's You're familiar with this radio show, but if you want to meet with us, um, best way of describing us so we're not a religion we're you certainly we certainly encourage you to hold on to your religion and we're an organization we're a group of people that explores life we're international um, we're on the economic and social register of the UN and we're we welcome you to join us every month for various meetings that we have where we meditate together and talk about the works of Alice Bailey now the Bible <coughs> the Bible speaks of an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth. Is that somehow related to karma? Well, I suppose it could be um, misconstrued as a um, an interpretation of karma that you pay back like with like. But in fact, that's not um, correct if uh, you think of the definition that Dale gave us, which is the restoration of harmony or the uh, return to equilibrium. You can't do that by paying back an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You're just perpetuating something with no end to a, to its cycle. Um, the Bible might have given a better definition of karma when um, Jesus taught that when men persecute you and smite you on the cheek, you should turn the other cheek. People might not think of this as a good definition of karma, but uh, or a, a response to karma, but it seems to me it might be. And I don't know if I can explain this very clearly, but I've been thinking about martial arts and whether that has a relation to karma. Again, in martial arts, you don't respond to force by trying to oppose that force. Uh, 
if I understand it. Mm-hmm. You work with the force of your so-called opponent and go with it in the sense of um, using it as a means of turning it back upon him. Well, maybe what Jesus was trying to say in response to um, an attack to turn the other cheek is to uh, end the cycle of um, violence, of aggression, by returning it with love. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yes. I mean, for for ages, the uh, eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, um, has been kind of the law, law of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's, and it's still in the world. Uh, it's still the law out there in the world. Some in places. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you you see it. You mentioned earlier about road rage. Uh, uh, that that's kind of a an eye for an eye kind of thing. And, uh, people are always want revenge for something that's done for them, and they think they need to to take revenge and to get back at this person, and so they they and to just correct it now, right? Yeah, yeah, and they counter it with <laughs> more violence. Mm-hmm. So all it does is perpetuate the the endless cycle of violence, and mm-hmm. it never gets out of that cycle, that circle. It never rises up, so uh, it never resolves. No. It never brings resolution. It never brings a state of balance because it's always uh, using one violent act to counter another violent act, and so it's just back and forth. But it, but it never, yeah, it's just like the pendulum swinging mm-hmm. back and forth. But it never uh, stops at a equilibrium point. And I think that equilibrium comes with bringing in a higher energy, which is what mm-hmm. was behind Jesus' message, that bringing in the energy of the soul, of spiritual uh, power, corrects all injustice, puts right all wrongs. But this requires that we trust in the um, in the power of divine law. And most people want to settle things right now. They want to see correction right now. And they're not willing to wait and trust in the the working of evolution and in the the inner scales of justice that I think have their own cycle and their own time. You know that that statement: uh, the wheels of the mill the mills of God grind slowly, but they grind exceeding fine. Maybe that's a good mm-hmm. definition of karma. It occurs in its own time frame and in its own cycle. And we have to trust that and not get ourselves swept into it. may take about three Response on the same level as the aggression occurred. Mm-hmm. I might have something to do. Well, what do you think about that? Does that have a, what you just said, Sarah? Does that have anything to do with the phrase in the Bible where it said that uh, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord? Yes. Is that yes. the karma also? Well, I think that's implying uh, the 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 trust in the higher law. There's a divine um, uh, law that it, that will work but it, according to its own cycle and not according to our own preferences. That's interesting. Does karma affect only individuals? No, there's group karma, there's national karma. 
we are swept up into all kinds of karma, and this is part of what makes this subject so complex and so deep, that it has to do with energy and force. Karma is the expression of energy and Mm -hmm. force, and we are not alone in the world, as I think we all realize. We are part of groups, part of relationships, part of a planetary web of life. All of these different... um, Forces and energies are impacting on each other, and we are all swept up in it. So it's definitely not just individual. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, as you say, it's group karma, and it could be national karma. Every nation, karma. yeah, every nation um, builds up a certain amount of karma by the decisions made by the uh, leaders of that nation and the people mm-hmm. of the nation, and. Um, so yes, even the planet. You mentioned the whole planet itself is uh, is endowed by a certain kind of karma because of the very substance that uh, is made that the planet is made of, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something we can't escape because we're part of this substance. So we're we're part of the planetary karma in, in effect. But we can serve it by the way we relate to uh, the other kingdoms that share our planet. We can cooperate with uh, evolution, or we can just use and plunder the planet. Yeah. These are all choices available to us. Right. And this, when, when you mention national karma, it, it brings to my mind how important it is to be a good citizen. It's uh, It serves no purpose to just opt out and refuse to vote and to just uh, complain about um, the government and to complain about the various powers that be and say, isn't it all rotten? We all are a part of this. We've all had a hand in um, creating the world, either by our passivity and our silent acceptance or by our our overt action. But uh, this is all, uh, it's been made by all of us. It hasn't been imposed upon us. We always uh, think of karma as a negative uh I know very often, it's only recently that I'm changing my opinion on that, but is karma, is all karma, is it bad karma? No, there's good karma too, and in fact, the writings of Alice Bailey say that in fact we have much more good karma than bad to live through, but it all must be lived through. In other words, we are kept on the wheel of rebirth, to use a kind of Eastern um, expression, by the karma that uh, has to unfold, and most of it, we're told, is good. Yes, in fact, there is many uh, millions of incidences of good karma happening every day. All the, the the acts of goodwill, and particularly in healing, and Alice Bailey's mm-hmm. books mention this a lot about the healing of energies that um, karma brings into activity forces that may work out as healing energies in a, in specific cases of healing. So um, that is, uh, in a sense putting something good into motion and bringing back into balance. Mm-hmm. And this show, once again, this show is funded by the generous donations of our listeners. We need and we welcome your support. And in closing, we invite you to ponder on this thought. Goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill is love in action. It is the energy that draws us together in right relationship. There is a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words.
From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Morning, Sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a McCafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? We're there for you. Insurance companies often say that, but there's one company that actually is there for you. AAA insurance comes from the same people who are out on the road with you. Auto and home insurance that sets things right again with quick and easy claims. Insurance as dependable and helpful as those extremely dependable and helpful AAA tow trucks. Talk to a AAA agent at your local AAA store or visit AAA.com insurance and find out how AAA auto and home insurance is really there for you.